This podcast is designed to show how we all sell by being human, and I'm excited to highlight an event this summer that brings together salespeople who are the very best at doing it. This episode is brought to you by the Sales Success Summit, hosted by Scott Ingram, happening October 11th through 12th in Austin, Texas. This is an event for sales professionals run by the top sales professionals in B2B. I came to this event in 2019 for the first time as an attendee, and the amount of personal and professional growth I've obtained as a result is truly massive. I've met my coach and mentor. I found job opportunities, met people who helped me launch this podcast, networked into the current job I love, and I attended some phenomenal sessions. I've also met some lifelong friends. You may think the number one salespeople at their companies are arrogant, cocky, and only about them. I actually found the exact opposite was true. This is run by salespeople that aren't just the top 1%. They're some of the best human beings that I know. So many of my previous guests have come from this event. Dale Dupree, Jack Wilson, Jeff Bajoric, Dewan Brown. I'll be attending it. And if you want to join me as well, come join me by signing up at top1.fm and tell them I sent you. All right, now to the show. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Stories of Selling Human podcast. I'm your host, Alex Smith. And I started this podcast because I believe everyone in the world will someday be faced with a situation, could be business, it could be personal, that requires you to create change. I think we all want to be heard, seen, and understood. But the people who get our attention and convince, persuade, or influence us are not just salespeople. There are great humans throughout all walks of life that we're drawn to. I'm going to share their stories here so we can tap into what makes us human, practice our human skills, and ultimately, we'll all become better at selling by being human. All right, gang. You know, when I started this podcast about a year or so ago, I probably put a list of people on there that, you know, really guided my whole philosophy around starting this podcast. Some of them you've heard from, Erica Keswin. Go back and listen to that if you haven't heard from it. One that I still have yet really inspired this podcast, Dan Pink, and maybe one day he'll he'll jump on, but his book really <laughs> inspired this. And another is the guest we're about to hear from today. I, you know, I found this person really from my just digging into human connection and how do we really strengthen it? How do we build it? What does it mean? What does it do? And I'm so excited for just where this conversation is going to go because we're going to talk about how our human emotions really go deeper and connect us. What is the meaning of gratitude and, and really, you know, how, how is it really kind of not been really used in the way that it really should be? And how does that connect to sales and so many other things? But before I do, this person's so humble, he's not going to tell his own bio himself or talk about himself. So I, I just have to do it for him. And, and, and it's exciting. So I'm going to try to speed through it, but. This person is a best-selling author of the book, Gratitude and Pasta, The Secret Sauce for Human Connection. Beautiful name for a book. Forbes ranked his book number two on the book of 2020 to create human connection. In my opinion, it should be one. Uh, USA Today calls him the Gratitude Guru. He's a founding member of Rolling Stones Magazine's Culture Council. He also creates this awesome experience called the uh, 747 Gratitude Experience, which I attended. It's so cool. Evidence-based framework used to strengthen client and team relationships in profound ways. And he's used these principles of gratitude to spark connections with 500,000 people, over 500,000 people around the dinner table from CEOs, 
Olympians, Academy winners, artists, Super Bowl champions, the list goes on. He's been selected, you know, on number five on the list of 10 motivational speakers that'll rock your next event by Marketing Insider Group. And, you know, he's just featured in so many amazing publications, New York Times, Rolling Stone, as I mentioned. He also happens to have connected me to a woman who gave me one of the best letters I've ever received in my entire life. Please welcome none other than Chris Shembra to the podcast. Welcome, Chris. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me, Alex. What a, a crazy journey it's been knowing you this last year. So many good things and bad things have occurred, but you've maintained a a posture of otherness and an openness to gratitude and, and accountings of your blessings. And you've not only paid that back to so many, but you've paid it forward in the spaces you create and the people you bring on your podcast. And that's, that's what the world needs. You know, the world's not just about everything being woo woo. Yay. Yay. Cool. Cool. All the time. Now nah, that's bullshit. It's about, <laughs> it's about, uh, it's about giving gratitude to the tough times and getting through them. And you, and you've certainly, been met with a lot of challenges this year and you've you've brought a lot of people together through that trauma and and that's having a big impact on others that's exactly what your dad would have wanted from you in the wake of what happened yeah thank you so much you know chris it's you you brought me to a quote you know you're you're making me think of something so i mean you you defined <laughs> it in your book you know gratitude is the emotion ex- is an emotion. It's expressing appreciation for what one has. It's recognition of value independent of monetary worth. Mm -hmm. Spontaneously generated from within, it is an affirmation of goodness. As Mm -hmm. Brene Brown says, and you sort of alluded to it there, I don't have to chase extraordinary moments to find happiness. It's right in front of me if I'm paying attention and practicing gratitude. Why, Why is that definition so important to you? Maya Angelou, uh, the great artist, activist, poet, laureate, once said that people don't remember what you did. They don't remember what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And we live in a world that's more obsessed with how we look, what we have, what we do, how we're getting there, that we don't focus in on that heart that amount of feeling and emotion and connection. We, Mother Teresa calls in Lynn Twist's book, um, I forget the book, but <laughs> Lynn Twist is a great author. Right. And in it, she, she says that in her sit down with Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa calls the poverty of the soul of America the greatest poverty mm. on earth. We live in a world that's so lonely, unfulfilled, disconnected, insecure, that we are miserable. 51% of the American workforce reports being lonely on a consistent basis. That's equivalent to the reduction of lifespan of smoking 15 cigarettes a day, seven years off your life. And we got there because of a guy named Rene Descartes who invented this little phrase of, I think, therefore I am. We live in a self-help, individualistic, industrious, capitalistic society that's me, me, me. Well, we weren't born that way. We were born to connect with others. So gratitude happens to be a tool to get us there. The emotion, the posture of otherness, all the stuff that they found in that quote. That's why I'm, I'm obsessed with it. It helps yeah. us feel the feels. 
Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I, I completely agree. I think people are looking for that more than ever before, obviously, in this last year. And, you know, people maybe struggle to actually deploy it or understand how to do it and, and maybe are fearful of it. And, you know, I think your experiences, they've, they've helped me understand how you can even do it in brief interactions. And, and, and we'll talk about ways that you do mm-hmm. that. Chris, just to like help people understand a little bit about what you do and who you are and, and just kind of your life. I want to ask you just, you know, it's your, your whole method is about talking about others and, <laughs> and really kind of like reflecting on how we connect with others. But this is sort of about you, but also about others. And so it's, tell us, Chris, you know, what do you love? Really? What do you really love about what you get to do every day? And secondly, it's a gratitude question. Why is it so important for you to be intentional with practicing gratitude? for the people in your life who've made it possible for you to do Mm. that, which you love every day. So the first question is what do I love the most about what I get to do every day? I'd say it's, there's a, um, there's a goofy little metric of success that we used to have from the very first dinner back on July 15th, 2015 when we were just a bowl of pasta sauce and we were a couple people sitting around a dinner, 20 people sitting around a dinner table. And we asked this one gratitude question. See, I I found pasta sauce in one of the darkest chapters of my life. You know, for all the listeners that are watching, you know, you probably have a pretty good life. You probably got food on the table, a roof above your head, friends and families that you've gained the respect of. That's a good life, right? Well, things could be missing. You could still be lonely, unfulfilled, disconnected, insecure on the inside. And I felt that just like you. And in that darkness, I found pasta sauce. I found the dinner table. I found the ability to connect people over food, get them to work together to create the meal, have a shared group experience. And we asked a simple question at that very first dinner. If you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, who would that be? Who have you never thought to thank? Well, we saw those people go like this. Whoa, guilt, regret, shame. Who have I never thought to thank? Well, they pulled forth great positive stories of people that had helped them, and they pulled up negative stories of people that had hurt them. And when they talked that out around the dinner table, we saw them come alive. They processed negative trauma and they relived positive benefits. The first metric of success at those early dinners was if less than six people cried, we considered it a failed night. Why is that so important to us? Because people have this belief that they need to walk around with a filter, that they need to walk around with a shell, with a a suit of armor to pretend like they are all that is man. I did this myself. I don't need to feel these feelings. I'll be weak if I show those feelings. Well, we know that's the polar opposite, especially when it comes into sales. We'll talk about that later. But the tears were the only physical proof of transformation 
that I could see at the time. And so, and these tears were creating these life-changing moments for people. They'd leave the dinner table when it was in person. <laughs> they'd leave the dinner table and go out and take life-changing action, creative, innovative, brave, courageous action. Whether it was just processing trauma or it was doing something new, quitting their nine to five to pursue a life of passion, breaking up with a bad girlfriend, going and moving to a new country, selling their own company. And it was all because of those tears. So that's my favorite thing is that when I get to see someone break the fuck down through this micro intervention and have their shit just rocked and then they go (laughs) boom. Right. That's my favorite thing, Alex. I get yeah. to see that every day. Wow. I love that. You know, <laughs> I mean, was were you always like that? I mean, what who in your life taught you like human connection? I mean, where did you learn it? Well, I'll answer that as part two of the question. Part one of the question was the acknowledgement that I was miserable. First before you can dedicate your life to something, you have to realize how that something saved your life. So human connection is the solution. Me being lonely, unfulfilled, disconnected, and secure, that was what predicated it. See, I grew up pretty good town, pretty awesome town, great family, good friends, but I had this lingering insecurity throughout my entire life that I was always the last one called to the party. My invite was always somehow lost in the mail. I've always been known for knowing people. I can guarantee you anybody you want to meet in the world is probably three calls away from me or something. That's not a brag. That's that's the, the positive and the negative is that when you're known for knowing people, people often forget about you. They assume, hmm, Chris is already probably taking care of Friday night. Why call Chris? How many times can he say no? You know, and then the call stop calling. You know, I might pick up the phone and call my best friend and say, what are you guys doing tonight? And they say, oh, we're already at such and such's house. You want to come? I say, yeah, I'll be right over. Well, the pizza's gone. The game's been played. The movie's half over and there's no seat in the couch. That's the metaphor of my life. Mm. And that's what drove me down the deep, dark paths of suicide, depression, jail, rehab, running away, all these things. It was an ism inside my soul, and we all feel it. And when I started producing these dinners, when I started gathering people together, I consequently watched a TED Talk by a man named Johan Hari. There was a line in his TED Talk that said, the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it's human connection. And I realized That's what was saving my life. This posture of otherness, creating the safe spaces for people to connect, listen to their stories, empathize, mirror, label, create transformational moments, and that's fulfillment. And then all of a sudden it led to money and then it's just the icing on the cake. But it it was, um, it was, uh, which when you turn passion into profit, that's got its whole challenges, but it was, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot from this previous guy. I, I, I used to run a, a company for a guy by the name of Tony. And he was this, you know, big energy, tough Brooklyn mafia, street fighting, super famous actor. 
And he taught me how to walk and talk like a Brooklyn, New Yorker. And he taught me how to hug and love and chase and dream and bring people to him because the people just wanted his attention. They wanted his love and affection. And we used to go to all these charity galas and we'd auction off, hey, come have dinner with Tony at his home. And we cooked the dinner. And I said, oh, my God, look at what it's doing to these people. It's happening. So then I just went and did it myself. That's awesome. Accidentally. That's awesome. <laughs> Accidentally. Serendipitously, maybe. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, Chris, so this kind of like is just making me think. So how did a lot, a lot of people might be thinking, okay, I thought I was listening to like a sales podcast. How does this translate into business or whatever? And I don't necessarily see a line between you know, business and personal. And I don't see B2B or B2C. I see human to human. I mean, that's just yeah. the reaction. The reality of it is, you know, our emotions are there no matter what you're selling. You said something, I think, on a podcast, like stories sell, data points don't. You yeah. know, people are like, like, yes, they're evaluating what you have. Will it give them value? But then like, you, you know, that that still doesn't come without their just all of their life experiences, all of their like fears, all of their emotions between it. And so people are kind of putting up, like you said in the beginning, this armor. And yeah, I just kind of wonder kind of what totally. you say to like the, the naysayer that like, Chris, I get it, but maybe in your, you know, <laughs> maybe in the people that you talk to, the businesses, they're like, this is awesome, but it's just too deep, Chris, for yeah. the business place. What do you say? Perfect. Oh, yeah, totally. First of all, I'll say um, our clients are Microsoft, Google, <laughs> IBM, Dell, Amex, PwC, Citibank, Shopify, <laughs> the United States Navy. Ooh, Ooh even more, more of the most rigid organizations, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've, we've done a lot with the Navy. Oh, yeah. Right. So if you're sitting here saying, you know, was this guy talking about gratitude? No, no, no. We, we got a great business. Trust me. But no, it to bring the ego out of that answer, Google found in their promotion to emotion study that buyers with a strong emotional connection to your brand are five times more likely to consider purchasing, 13 times more likely to purchase, and 30 times more likely to pay a premium. Right? Simon Sinek taught us that people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Right. If you're if you're sitting here and you're a pencil pusher and you don't give a hoot about anything in life except just getting your paycheck, spending that budget, calling it a day, I'm not the right guy for you. But if you're someone watching this who wants to get ahead in life, close more deals, get more referrals, get that promotion, and even grow your company, this is it. See, I imagine that you're someone who's got a dream passion, a purpose, and profit is aligned with that. See, money and profits are not your why. Those are the results. Your why is the thing that motivates us and those around us. And so if you want to build something bigger than a company, you want to build a community, you want to build a movement, even if it's just selling a widget, it's all right. Build it bigger. Build a community of people who believe in the same things that you believe in that the tool for financial literacy is such and such widget, and that's what you're selling, but you're doing it for the benefit of others. Just watch Simon Sinek's TED Talk for that. But here's what's up. 
the quickest way to increase referrals, cut through the noise, not have your customers see you for just product or price, but see you for the human, right? People buy from people, not from companies. The quickest way to do that is to create an emotional connection with them. Yeah, there's the whole myths that like gratitude makes you weak. Gratitude is awkward. Being a giver is bad for you. Whatever. Read our next book. That'll answer a lot of those questions. But when you have a community of people that like your product, that like the price of your product, odds are they're just engaged customers. They might be engaged at best. When you can bring a customer from just being engaged to being satisfied and connected and inspired as an individual, not as a buyer, but as an individual, you've solved a lot of things in their life. Here's what we know about human beings. They are miserable, sad, overwhelmed, nervous, anxious, cautiously optimistic, and lonely. The people that you're selling to are that. So if you can go and solve their innermost conflict and they've got the budget for what you do, you've just won against the competition. If their choice is same product, same price, two different vendors, they're going to choose the one who took a personal interest in their well-being. That's what happens through gratitude. When you can give gratitude to people, you can engage people in gratitude conversations around the dinner table, whatever the, the, the aspect of gratitude is. It's going to help you all come together. Get this. Let's say a client, let's say a prospect cancels on you. Give them gratitude. Tell them thank you. They're going to run away in the short term, but they're going to remember that level of appreciation. And when they come back around, they're going to spend more, promote more, and demonstrate more loyalty. Guaranteed. Let's say you're in a service-based business. Uh, Let's say you're a doctor, lawyer, banker, right? Let's say 70% of your business is built on referrals. What do you need to do in sales? You need to bring those referral partners together. You need to give gratitude to them. You need to connect them together. You need to build that community. The multiplier effect of investing in your connectors leads to an increase in sales and productivity at your job. They will buy more, promote more. Well, those referral partners will just refer more and promote more, and that'll lead to an increase in sales. Guaranteed. So how does gratitude come into that? First of all, it makes you look less like a dick. (laughs) There's probably people watching you here. I get you. I know who you people are. You're probably watching this saying, I'm the best in the world at what I do. I got the best service. I got the best product bullshit dude your shit doesn't stink or your shit stinks too yeah gratitude is the acknowledgement that you've received something of value from others see most people overestimate their contributions underestimate the benefits that gratitude can have on others and so when you're in a relationship with someone that you're selling to you gotta oversaturate them with gratitude in order to create a relationship of not only confidence, humility, right? Mm -hmm. Gratitude creates humility. 
people with humility, they don't think less of themselves. They just think about themselves less. It's about putting it on them. You as a salesperson, your job is not to be the hero. Your job is to shut up and ask the right questions and be the guide that helps the client come up with the answers themselves. That's a posture of otherness. You know, my dear friend, Chris Voss, wrote a book about sales called Never Split the Difference, How to Negotiate as If Your Life Depends on It. The whole thing is about mirroring and labeling and asking good questions and developing this posture of otherness, also known as tactical empathy. He gets what he wants in life by starting with gratitude. He'll be the first to tell you that if he wants to get an upgrade at an airline or a late checkout at a hotel, the minute he gets on the, the call, he says, you know what? I can't imagine what you're going through today, but I just want to thank you for taking the time to meet with me. And the customer service agent who's normally blah, 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 says, wow, thank you, honey. This, this is amazing. What, what can I do for you today? And then he goes in and starts with gratitude. Wow. I, I, I completely, I, I just nodding my head over here. You know, it's funny. You It's just really ironic that you t said the beginning about if someone cancels on you, give them gratitude. I mean, people think just gratitude is just, you know, okay, sending thank you letters or emails. Okay, that's that's part of it. But it's 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 having that awareness of this, you know, the situations where you can you can use it in a, a really powerful way. I had a client call me today and we have an event actually this afternoon, a wine event. It's going to be awesome. She was really looking forward to it. We're about, you know, we're getting contracts and legal. We're kind of getting to the finish line. And we invited her and, and it's going to be great. You know, we have another client attending and she was looking forward to it. We mailed the wine to their house. She calls me just about two hours ago and she's like, I, you know, Alex, I'm so, so sorry. I, I have to pass. It's like, oh, no worries. What happened? She's like, one of my coworkers, actually my, my, my teammate in HR just got sent to the hospital with COVID last night. And my reaction was just <gasps> a deep breath, like just feeling like, no, you know, I, I can't believe it. And she's like, you know, and she went into it and I just said, don't even worry about it. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for letting me mm -hmm. know. I'm going to be thinking a lot about you. I'm going to be, you know, sending you all the good vibes and, and, you know, just wish you the very best. Please let me know how things go. And she was, and we had a great conversation and, and, and we eventually talked about kind of next steps, but you know, that the, the business is off the table now. <laughs> We're just talking about mm -hmm. people here. And yeah. it's just so true, right? I mean, she's going to remember that. Yeah. She's going to remember agree. that. I'm going to remember it too. You know, it's um, something important when, you know, God willing, you have a budget for client engagement, the, you know, the people watching. Otherwise, you're at the wrong company. Some companies still don't appreciate their clients. Some people, some companies still don't send thank you this or thank you that to a client. And I'm not talking about putting your logo on a mug and sending it to a client saying, thank you for your business. No one's going to, they're going to throw away that mug and resent you. It's not the gift that counts. It's the thoughtfulness of the gift that counts. And here's what I mean by that. You've got a client, you've got a whole bunch of clients, you've got a whole bunch of prospects. Gratitude is not just about paying it back to that client to thank them for their million dollar account. It's also about paying it forward. Here's one of the cool things in sales that 
I learned from my buddy, Tony Safoyan. My buddy, Tony Safoyan's company, Sada Systems, dear client of ours, is um, the only company to be on the Inc. 500 list. It's like 16 or 17 years in a row. Wow. No, I mean, if you make the Inc. 500 list, that's lucky. If you make it twice, that's rare. If you make it five times, who the hell are you? Make it 17 years in a row or whatever he is. I mean, he's almost at a billion. He's doing great. He took 500 clients or 900 clients and he donated money. He took the time to ask 900 clients, who's your favorite nonprofit of choice? He donated money in their honor. That is an example of paying gratitude forward. It's not paying back to the client. It's paying it forward in their honor. We ended up doing that with our clients this year. It wasn't 900 of them. It was a smaller number. But nonetheless, we have about a 4 to 5x ROI just from that one initiative. That's sales. Imagine trying to get a prospect to go from sales conversation number one to let's say even from proposal sent to closing or, you know, networking call number one to proposal sent. Let's say you want to get them through the pipeline, ask what their favorite nonprofit is and donate to that. Here's what's going to happen when you do that. You're going to ask them something personal about themselves and they're going to say, holy crap, Alex, I, I can't believe you care so much about what my son's favorite nonprofit is. I can't believe that you're going to donate to that. And we haven't even done a deal, right? That, that preemptive gratitude, that almost strategic suggestive gratitude. Yeah. It's going to miss a couple times here and there, but when it hits, Oh, it's going to be good. See Adam Grant, great writer. Youngest tenured professor in the history of the Wharton School of Business, multi New York, number one New York Times bestselling author. He wrote a book called Give and Take, and he proved that givers, strategic givers, are the most successful people on the planet. And one of those ways of showing that you're a giver is by giving gratitude. It comes in multiple forms. But yeah. Yeah, I loved his study uh, in that book. And it's also in, I, I believe, Sell Zooming too, the call center, you know, study where, you know, these college students are, are asking for donations, right? They're calling up and, and asking for yeah. donations. And the three groups were the people that said, okay, this is what your donation is going to mean for you and kind of like what it's going to, you know, how you'll feel and what it's going to do for you. And then the other group is like, here's some stories about how this donation impacted someone else's life that you don't even know. And that group, mm-hmm. and then the third was like, don't even say what the, the thing does. That group was something like twice as number of pledges, thousands of dollars more yeah. all from, you know, just telling people, this is what we're going to do. This is what you're going to do, how you're going to help others. And yep. just a simple study. Yeah. Take, for instance, that, that gratitude question that, you know, I briefly touched on earlier in the call, but, you know, for those that are listening I'll repeat the question. If you could give credit or thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough credit or thanks to, who would that be? We start every prospect meeting with that question. Wow, powerful. Swear to God. So for instance, my call right before this, what what time was uh, 
what what time my call at 11:30 a.m. this morning before getting on the 12 o'clock she was so at 11:34 i emailed her saying hey i'm in the zoom <laughs> where are you she immediately responded back hey just running out of a call i'll be there in 3 minutes and so she got on at about 11:37 and i'm sitting there saying oh shit I'm against the I'm against the clock for this prospect. I said, Jessica, slow down. You're in good company. You're good. Now, you're likely selling to people that have 20 meetings a day. Absolutely. And they're going back to back to back to back to back. Well, Jessica came in all frantic and I said, Jessica, can I do a quick thing? Can I ask you or our signature gratitude question. Should sure. What's that? I asked the question. We talked about her brother. Talked about gratitude. Talked about all this thing. Her whole energy shifted. Yeah. Hmm. From being nervous, anxious, yeah. overwhelmed about the future, yeah. Yeah. to coming into the present, and then diving into the past. A safe space. Our past is literally the only thing that COVID can't take from us. Mm. And we got our heart rate lower. We got the stress and anxiety from her shoulders. She was a whole new person. And well, Alex, you, you heard, you heard my, you know, uh, if we don't make $200,000 from that phone call, I'd call that a, a loss. That's how jacked up she is about what just happened. And we only talked about business for 10 minutes. Talk about gratitude. So you want some way to stand out from the competition? Don't just get on the phone and tell them blah, 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 blah about your product and service. Nobody wants to hear that. They'll be like half checked out. Ask the gratitude question. And they will. Yeah, they'll remember that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to, you know, really you should. You know, find out try ways to, to, to blend it in because people be like, whoa, I didn't think this was like a, a session. But, you know, people people will take you up on it, I find, you know, because, you know, it's it's refreshing to see that. I, I love what, you know, you say kind of about energy because, yeah, I always think time is the greatest commodity, but it, it's not. Like you said, it's it's energy because if you don't have great energy, you know, what are you going to do with that time that you have? It's so, so true. Chris, I want to pivot a little bit because before you go, I want you to talk. Part of the reason why I was just like, I got, I mean, I've, I've wanted to talk to you for ever since I've like started this podcast, but where it really sealed it for me is, you know, last dinner I was on, you know, you, uh, you, you know, everyone ends at a certain time, but you have, uh, you know, you, you stay on just for uh, like a minute or two. And, you know, as, as the Zoom shuts down, you, you sometimes stay on and I'm like, oh, we'll see if, see if one of those is those times. And the last time people are just talking and, 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 you were asked, you know, like, so I don't get this. This is an amazing thing. Like, I want to do one of these dinners myself. Like, do I have to pay you to do this? Like, can I just do that? And you're like, no, like, that's the whole point. Like, I want to like pay this forward and you can take, that's why I wrote the book. You know, the, the book is there. Like, yeah. you can do it all yourself. Yeah. And, and she's like, what? Like, I don't have to like pay you like to be a coach. No, like, <laughs> and so it was like, my, my thought was like, holy crap, this is it. This is the key people. He doesn't even have in no point 
at no point in these calls are you saying, well, this is at the end, like, here's the catch, here's the bait and switch, or here's what we do. You don't even talk. People are like, what even is this? They're asking you about what you do <laughs> and you don't have to sell them. They're selling themselves. They're, they're, they're approaching you. Yeah. So I guess I'm, my question is, how do you set up that framework? How can people think about doing that themselves where they don't have to sell? People are, are coming to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a big thing I learned from Tony, you know, don't worry about people knowing you make yourself worth knowing. Well, through uh, just for the people that are listening, you know, we produce, we produce about 20 virtual gratitude experiences a month for our corporate clients. These are, there's a lot of money in them. There's a lot of impact in them. There's a lot of people coming through the systems and that gives us the opportunity to still host a virtual gratitude experience once a month for our friends and family. Just, it's our way of building community and bringing good people together. And so there is no upsell. That is a free experience for the community. But, I, you know, I won't lie. It's also the greatest opportunity to create referrals. I don't need to sell to you. I don't need to sell to a Jeff or a Sarah or a Bob, whoever's coming. I don't need to sell to them. This is my investment in our relationship. And I know that if people walk out of there knowing, love, trusting what I do, it all comes. First of all, after every experience, I get at least three to four emails saying, I got a hot lead for you. I'll connect you to someone. I don't need to sell to you, Alex, but if over the course of our lifetime, you've introduced me to 10 clients, that's a 100K relationship, right? If it takes me holding space for people once a month for that, that's how it goes. Yeah. It's, um, you know, us selling is not us selling. It's us doing as many experiences as possible so that people know what we do so that the internal referrals come from there. That's how it goes. And, you know, when people say, hey, so I could just like you wrote a book about literally like everything that you do, you just give it out. I say, yeah, if 10,000 people read our book and 9,800 of them go out and just do it by themselves, that's a win for humanity. Mm -hmm. That is a win. That's my goal on earth. Yeah. I mean, you know, the previous campaign that I produced before I found the, the first gratitude campaign that I produced before I found the dinner table was a 36 million person campaign giving tribute and thanks to our veterans trying to lower the suicide and depression rate amongst veterans with PTSD. That's what I like to bring to the world. I like to give like that. Yeah. This. So anyways, so. If 9,800 people read my book for $17.47 and they go out and do that in their community, that's a win for humanity. That's my way of giving back. Now, here's what happens to those other 200 people. 200 of those people, 9,800 out of 10,000, those other 200 people give me a call and say, I'm too lazy. I'm too nervous. I don't really feel like reading that book. Why don't I just pay and you come and do it for us? Yeah. I'm no dummy. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. And so all it takes is 10 
people out of that 10,000 to call me up and say, you know what? I'm a billionaire. I'm miserable. I want to bring together all these great people. I don't even feel like reading your book. Can you just come and do your thing, man? So, yeah. All right, here we go. That's the business model. I would say more people than that, than we would like to admit, probably take the other route of, you know, we have these trade secrets and this is my way. And like, I have the secret approach to my method and you have to pay to get it. And like, and then we create a community around that and, and they like, they don't want to share it with the world. You know, it's kind of like, if, if I give it away, then like, what value do I have? Mm-hmm. You know, one of Dan, Dan Pink said a quote that I love. It's like two questions in sales. You got to ask, he closed his book with this. It's so brilliant. It's like the two questions you have to ask yourself in every sale how will this person's life improved after our interaction and how will the world be a better place after mm. our mm-hmm. interaction? So a lot of people take the first one and concentrate there, but neglect the second one, mm-hmm. you know, cause they can't define it from themselves. You don't understand their why or what are they even doing? What's the point? And then yep. but that second one is kind of where it all eventually comes back. Because like you said, like, People want to be connected. They want to be helped. We all want to live in a better world. You know, we, we just want to do it in a, in, a, in a place with people that aren't thinking about them, really. They're thinking about the greater good. Yeah. Dang. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you got <laughs> it. You nailed it. <laughs> you know, I, I could talk to you for a long, long time. And if the, to, to Jet, you know, because this is all about stories, you know, connecting us. This is kind of a fun question about you. If you want to tie it into anything, that's great. You can take it wherever you want. But I always ask every guest this, this fun question about them, you know, just to, because we're so individual and it is, Chris, what is one thing or some event, something that could only and would only happen to Chris Shembra? And I know there's so many unique things about you, so many things that have happened in your life, but what's like just something that, you know what, when you look back at your life, that could only happen to me. What's one event that would only happen to me? There's so many different ways of answering that. I mean, there's, there's ways of. Another way to think of it is if I ask, you know, Molly, your girlfriend, what, what's just something that's totally Chris, that, that one thing, it's just, that's only him. I mean, just like, <laughs> I mean, like it, 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 it sounds dumb to say, or it, it sounds, well, there's like a woo woo answer. Like what's yeah. one thing, what's one thing that like would only happen to Chris is like, I, I just like wake up one day and be like completely at peace with how awesome and unique and weird and bold and brave and vulnerable and at, fragile I am and that just being that doing that will have made him me just so loved and respected and whatever version of people's success that is, but I, I will have gotten away with it. There's a tool. There's a, there's a scientific thing called pronoia, which is the opposite of paranoia. 
it's it's uh, you know paranoia is when you think people are against you pronoia is the delusional belief that people are conspiring with you to help you get what you want in life mm-hmm. and i just feel like the way our the i don't know it's, it's such a woo woo thing to say but like i just think that I'll be able to get what I want out of life. I'll still be able to give everything that I want and it'll be a perfect little balance. Mm. And that's a balance that a lot of people strive for. And I guess I just have a pretty unique knack to do it. And yeah. yeah. I love that answer. You know, Chris, I think at the end of the day, (laughs) (laughs) you know, giving as much as people need and want and, and, and what you are, are talking about, that's that's the key right there man and and i think you know we we hopefully at the end won't view things as necessarily a transaction or a an event it's infinite it's a kind of yeah. a, you know um an environment that actually we're creating when when things like that happen and you know success flows from it so thank you so much for sharing some of the wisdom today man i love it <laughs> You're a very good question asker, Alex. I love that you're doing this podcast because you're great at holding safe space and you're great at programmatically delivering questions that follow the flow of the narrative. You know, the um, a lot of people that you go on podcasts with have these predetermined questions that they don't know how to uh, they don't know how to do what you do. They they just they just have them pre-planned. They don't know how to, you know programmatically deliver different things on different paths, but you're very good at that. And, you know, I'd highly suggest listening to my buddy Cal Fussman's podcast, five questions with Cal Fussman. He's a, do you listen to it? I've listened to it a couple of times, Chris. So you're the the God of question asking and he is so good. He is amazing. And I'm learning, you put me on to that. I love that. Oh, good. Oh, good, 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 good. He's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. This has been fun. A lot of fun. Chris, before you leave, where can people find you? Where can people learn more about what you're doing and making the world yeah, a better you know, place? Yeah, you know what? It, 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 if there's anything I said here today, first of all, I, I just want you to take it and go out and act on it. Right? Mm-hmm. Getting from mm-hmm. zero to one is oftentimes harder than going from one to ten. And a lot of the woo-woo stuff we've you know talked about may seem... Yeah, why would I ever do that? Try it. Misery is optional. You can always get a refund for it. But more importantly, if you're listening to this and you're, you feel some of what I said that I felt in my life, lonely, unfulfilled, disconnected, insecure, hungry for connection, hungry to go from this stagnant, lost place to off we go, reach out. We host these virtual gratitude experiences. We're going to keep hosting them every, you know, every month, once a month for our friends and family. So if you need that type of connection, reach out. We'd love to have you. As Alex said, you don't pay a dime to come. We'd love to have you and, and give you that warm maternal virtual hug. <laughs> so email info at 747club.org and someone from the team will you know, pass along the next available opportunity. And, you know, we'd love to have you there as our guest, as Alex's guest. 
and there i can highly attest that they will uh <laughs> you know feel like you're hugging people through the zoom and and just really really change your life chris chembra thank you so much hopefully one day i get to to, to see in person give you a hug big bear hug we'll, we'll make it happen all right thanks man Hey gang, all right, wow, you made it to the end. I know your time is valuable, so thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time here with me. If you heard a quote you liked, got a quick bit of value, or you have an idea that can help convince others to join, I urge you to take a minute and leave a five-star rating and review. That helps us gain influence and bring some really great guests on to add even more value to you and others. You can also always contact me directly Tell me your thoughts. I'd love to hear from you. All my info is in the notes. Let's help convince anyone that they have the ability to sell well just by being great humans. And this podcast is proof. All right. See you on the next episode of Stories of Selling Human.